Every author obsesses over one single date, the day their book gets published, their pub date. All those rigorous edits and deadlines leading up to that one infamous day when the book an author has been living, breathing, and conceiving for years is launched into the world. This is a show about pub dates, a place where we delve into the story behind the story of how a book comes to market. I'm your host, Allison Trowbridge. I'm an author myself and the founder CEO of Copper, a platform that connects authors and readers around books. So welcome to our pub date. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a libation. We may not be in a pub, but we'll definitely be raising a glass in celebration. Fran Hauser, welcome to the podcast. We are so thrilled to have you today. Allie, I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I have to gush about Fran for a moment. So she is one of my, I would say you're one of my business heroes. You are so, I describe you to other people as so incredibly wise and kind and you give the most thoughtful, intentional feedback. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like you truly have this gift for sharpening entrepreneurs and founders and specifically women building their careers. And it is just, it is such a, a, a rare, a rare gift. And you've been a gift to me building copper. Fran is, I should mention, Fran is on our board of directors. She's an investor in copper. And among her many accolades, she was the president digital of Time Inc., as well as the best-selling author of The Nice Girl, which came out several years ago, achieving a career you love without becoming a person you hate. And has invested in more than, gosh, what, 25 startups, women-founded companies mm-hmm. through the years. I, I just am so grateful for your voice, Fran, and I'm so excited about this book that you're releasing. Oh, Allie, I'm like, you know, I'm all in on copper. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> investor, board member. We first started talking about copper, what, four years ago? Uh, and yeah, and yeah. Then, right, and... I am just so excited for this platform and I'm truly your biggest fan. And it's just oh. been such a privilege to, you know, to become your friend and, and to yeah. get to, to work with you in yeah. this way. So thank you. Oh my goodness. Well, and it feels like such a sweet full circle moment to be now talking about your next book coming out Yay. because, you know, we first connected around, you know, you being an author and I, I just am so, I'm so thrilled about this one. And would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about what it is and and what inspired you to to write this very unique book. Mm-hmm. So the the title of the book is Embrace the Work, Love Your Career. And it's really meant for anyone who's feeling stuck in their mm. career and you know who needs a little bit of a of a reset. You know, if you think about it we do cleanses in so many different Mm. parts of our lives, right? We'll do a food cleanse. We clean out our closet, but we don't really do that for our careers. We don't make the time to check in to see what's working for us and what isn't working for us, right? So I kind of like to say that this book is, it's like a cleanse for your career. 
Ooh. It provides, it provides pretty good, right, Allie? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm imagining I'm going to read it with a green juice in hand. I love that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it really provides a framework and a process to do some self-reflection and to just really help you get unstuck. And in terms of my why and, you know, kind of, you know, why it was important for me to write this book, the the idea came to me actually during the pandemic oh, wow. because I had so many friends and colleagues, mostly female, who were really struggling. You know, they were, they were kind of struggling to figure out their purpose and they were questioning their career path. They were questioning, you know, whether the work that they were doing was really the work that they wanted to be doing and where they wanted to be spending their time. And I was also seeing a lot of stress and burnout because for many of them, they were so unsure about what to do that they were just saying yes to everything. So I was seeing a lot of uncertainty. I was seeing confusion. I was seeing stress. I was seeing burnout. And I just wanted to create something that would help women process all of this. And really just like share some tools to help them think all of this through. Like one of the things, you know, you you talked about me like being a mentor and being an advisor. And over the years, I've spent so much time, especially with, with women, whether it's with, you know, helping them build more fulfilling careers or build successful businesses. And one of the things that I realized is that to be a good mentor, what it what it really takes is like the ability to ask good questions. It's kind of like therapy. Yes, you know? it is. It's yes. like you go to your therapist, like you have to do the work. Like they're going to ask yep. you the questions, but you have to do the work. Yep. So in this book, I have a lot of those questions. There are just, there are a lot of opportunities for, there are writing prompts, there's journaling, there's self-reflection, there are meditations at the end of each chapter, there are coloring breaks. So I really wanted it to be not only prescriptive and have like the career advice there, but I really wanted it to be a beautiful book, a Mm. light, you know, a light book. It's in four color. The design Mm. is gorgeous. There's, there are illustrations all throughout the book. You know, I wanted it to be a book that like women were drawn to, that they wanted to kind of dip into and really truly spend spend some time with. And I just think there's so much heaviness right now that it was really important to create a book that was just a, a little bit a little bit lighter. Mm, I love that. I love that. And and why did you decide to do I thought it was so interesting that you did this as a workbook instead mm. of a traditional your traditional chapter book. What was your thinking behind that? Well, I think, you know, I really wanted it to be interactive. And it was also this like moment of realizing that if you want to be fulfilled in your career, you really need to do the work. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole idea. Like you gotta do the work. Like I can't I can't figure it out for you. Yeah. But I can give you the frameworks and the processes and the tools and the questions. And I can I can work through it with you, but it's really something that you know, that you, you need to do. And what was so fascinating working on this is it it just, it brought back all these memories of when I was a child. I loved workbooks. Mm. I Mm. loved, like, it was just so satisfying doing the workbooks, right? It was so satisfying. I enjoyed it so much. And I think because of that, I had so much fun 
And there was so much joy for me in working on this book. It, it like it it really brought me back to my childhood. Like it it just wow. There was so much fulfillment in it. You know, they always say that if you're doing something in your career that you loved doing as a child, that you're just more likely to be happy. Like if you yeah. loved writing as a child, if you loved performing as a child, if you loved competing, like whatever those things were that you really loved, you know, to do, if if those if if any one of those things are a part of what you're doing today for your work, you're just bound to be more happy. Wow. I've never heard anyone say that before. And I love that. I love that. I mean, granted, I love tap dancing and no one's going to want to see me tap dancing right now. But, but I, I, yeah, I, lo- I Did love you that. Love books? Did you love books? I read 80 books a week. I mm-hmm. read all the time. I always say go. too, when I was a little kid, my favorite game was dress up and nothing has changed. I love going and playing dress up. No, that's really good. I'm going to think about that one. I love that so much. What were some of the things that as you were writing this book, like where were some of the places where you reflected back on your own career and where some of these practices helped you like specifically in realizing your own career goals and getting clarity? There were there were so many of those moments. And I, I would say like one that really stands out for me was I have a whole chapter on the importance of creating time and space because we are all so overwhelmed. And, yeah. you know, for me, like from the time that I was young, I was always very much a people pleaser and, you know, and had a hard time saying no to things. So that was something for me that throughout my career, I really had to work on and I really mm. had to, to get good at, you know, like this idea of like really being intentional. And when a request kind of comes into my inbox, really reflecting on whether I should be saying yes, or I should mm. be saying no. And so I think that was like a big moment for me in my career when I kind of, I acknowledged that about myself you know, like yeah. self-awareness is everything, right? Like so yeah. much of it is just like being aware. And for me, that was a big like awareness moment where I just, I I felt like, okay, I'm like saying yes to everything. I'm being a people pleaser. I need to be more strategic. I need to be more judicious. And I felt like when I did that, I created so much more time in my calendar to wow. really be working on things that mattered, things that really moved the needle or things that just brought me joy. And so it was really important for me to include a section in the book on um, how you do that. How can you create time and space? Because you really kind of have to change not only your mindset, but the way that you work. And so that was a really important chapter for me to write because I think Mm -hmm. part of like doing this reset or doing this cleanse is like not only gaining clarity on what you want to be doing, but then it's creating the time and the space to make sure that you know, you actually do have the time and the space yeah. um, and that you're not getting bogged down in, you know, in, in everything else. So that mm-hmm. was very, um, writing that section was, was, was very special for me. Mm, I love that. That's certainly one I am going to flip ahead to because I am the worst at, I don't know, creating, creating boundaries, saying no. And when you do it, it's like, you're, it feels like you're, you, you kind of come back to life again because you actually can it's interesting. We we just had um, Eve Rodsky on the podcast and her her next book, Find Your Unicorn Space, is all about creating that space in your life mm. for creativity as part of pursuing your your career and impact. So it's I, I love that 
Yeah. Connection point. I, I love, you know, when you said creating the space for, for creativity and, you know, even for me in like writing this book, like I, you know, I blocked out two hours every morning, mm. very early before the kids, you know, yeah. <laughs> school. but like, I knew like that was going to be my time. And it's, it is for me when I'm the most creative anyway, first thing in the morning, it's before you know, I'm looking at my phone and I'm getting bogged down in emails and texts and information getting into my brain. So, but I had to really set boundaries around that time. Yeah. And part of that was making sure that I was getting to bed at a good enough time, right? So that, so that I was waking up early enough and that I, and that I was fresh. So yeah. the boundary piece is really important. And I think the more you do it, just the, the better you, you get at it. You know, it's like building a muscle. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I was also curious about how you chose the title, the phrase "embrace the work." What does it mean? It, it's I, I just ever since you told me the the name of this next book, I've I've sat with you know what does it mean to really embrace the work that you do? What are your thoughts mm. on that? Well, I just like really love the idea of feeling close to your work, you know, and having like a real connection and relationship with it. So there's something about like embracing your work, like kind of even just that, that visual. And I think it also really, for me, had a a double meaning in that embrace the work also means like embrace the work that you're doing as part of this workbook. Because when you write, you're doing the work to figure out how to have a fulfilling career, a career that makes you happy. So it's not just going to happen. You have to do the work, embrace the work. And that's what really the workbook is all about. So Mm -hmm. if you embrace the work, you do it, then you can love your career. So that was the idea for the title. You know, I mean, it's so hard coming up with a title. We had a a big brainstorming Google doc that we just kept going (laughs) back to and back to and back to. But I was really happy. You know, like when you just know, like that, it just came to me one morning. I remember I was in Vermont um, at at our ski house and, and I just it's like a feeling. It just mm. felt really good. Yeah. You know? It's it's the right title. It's the right title. I good. love that. I'm glad I, you like it. <laughs> well, the other thing that I, I love about this book is that you didn't go the traditional route. So your first book, you did it, I think with, was it with Houghton Mifflin? It was. Yeah. Okay. Houghton Mifflin. Yes. Yeah. So you did the very traditional route. Yeah. And this one, you went a, a different direction. Tell us about your journey with that and and your decision to to not go to, with a big traditional publisher on this one? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, I, I came up with the idea for the book in February of 2021. And I just knew that I had to write this book. And because of the pandemic and because of all of the women that have been forced out of the workforce um, and all of these other women that were left sort of questioning their, you know, their paths. It was a book that I wanted to get out sooner rather than later. Mm. And my concern with going the traditional publishing route is that, you know, it can take like two and a half years, as you know, yeah, from beginning to end. And I just felt like I didn't have that. I really wanted to get it out within a year. And so I started thinking about going with an independent you know, smaller independent publisher. And I was introduced to Angela Engel, who is the CEO and founder of the Collective Book Studio based in California. Um, I told her my idea for the book and she instantly loved it. And when I tell you, like we had a contract done within a month. Oh, 
oh, wow. within a month. So I like, it was like the beginning of February, we got the contract done, wrote the book in March and April. I literally wrote it in two months. Wow, Fran. Two that's incredible. Months. That's incredible. It, I mean, think about that. It just, it really just like came out of me. And then wow. it took more time actually to design the book. Yeah. Than it did to write it because it's a workbook, because it's in four color, because there are illustrations. So that was like a whole new process for me that I totally loved. But, you know, another benefit of going with Collective is that I own all the rights to the book. Mm. And because this is a workbook and because there are these beautiful illustrations, there's a real opportunity for brand extensions. So it's really exciting the idea of like owning the IP yeah, and, and like the other things that I can do with it, you know, whether it's a course, whether it's merch, what, you know, what, whatever form that looks like. But so, you know, it's been really interesting. Now I, I do have to say that I loved working with Houghton Mifflin on the myth mm. of the nice girl. Like they were the perfect publisher for that. Yeah. Book. And, you know, also because I really needed, it was my first time, you know, it was my first time writing a book. So they really provided the support and the process and the resources. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now that I'm going through this a second time, I'm just more knowledgeable, you know, and this is really more of a partnership publishing model. So yeah. it just, it's, I think it really worked out. It really worked out well. And, and collective just, they delivered an absolutely beautiful book. I cannot wait for you to see it. Oh my gosh. I'm so thrilled. And, and I love that for for people listening to this podcast, because I think a lot of aspiring authors get discouraged that going with a traditional publisher is the only way to do it um, or the only way to get published. Or if they're not going that route, it's going to be the opposite direction and they're completely on their own self-publishing mm. and it's a one-man show. And I think it's it's inspiring to realize that there's kind of a middle way, wouldn't you say? That's exactly it. I mean, this is really, you know, it's, it's been referred to as hybrid publishing, partnership yeah. publishing. It It is a middle way. It's it's really more where it's a relationship where you're really in it together. You're both taking financial risk, you know, versus a traditional publisher will pay you in advance. Like, you don't, there's no advance, right? You're, you're both putting money towards it. You're both putting time. You're both putting resources. Yeah. But like with Collective, what's amazing is like that whole team, they're out of Chronicle books. Like, they're so good at what they do. They're incredible editors, designers, distribution. They have all the retail relationships. Um, so, you know, they they can provide the competencies that I don't personally have. Like I can I, write the book and I have a platform to promote the book. So it just it just works really nicely. And yes, there is a third way. It's not just this like one of the big traditional publishers or self-publish. There yeah. is the third way, and there are more and more of these 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 partnership and hybrid publishers kind of popping up all the time. So I would really encourage aspiring authors to look into that as as a model. And how do you reckon the the speed factors in? How were they able to move so fast on your book versus a traditional publisher? You know, it's it's such a good question, and I don't know if it's because they just don't have as they're not working on as many projects that might be part of it but i think the other part is just their process is so much more agile like i almost think about it like i go back to my timing days you know like mm. building digital products where 
there was a waterfall approach and there was yeah. an agile approach. And like in the waterfall approach, like design has to be completely done before you go into production. And yeah. this has to be completely done before you move into this. And that has to be complete. Agile, you're kind of like, this is the way that Angela like described it to me. It's like, you're kind of working on these things simultaneously, you know? Oh, I like love while that. I was writing the book, like Angela was already looking at binding, like what, what's wow. going to be the right. And, you know, we were picking out like, the, the paper stock, how heavy did we want it to be? And so we were kind of like doing all of these things simultaneously. It wasn't just like, okay, we have to get through the writing process. And then, okay, we have to get through design and the cover. It was all happening at the same time, um, which wow. I think is really interesting. And, and I think it's disruptive. You know, I think yeah. like what you're doing with copper is disruptive. And I think with some of these publishers, like collective book studio, what they're doing, it's, it is, it's, it's different, you know, mm. it's, it's, they're definitely innovating. And, you know, it's, I, I mean, it's amazing to think that this book, I started writing it in March and it will be out in March, like literally in a year <laughs> from the time I started writing the book. Right. Wow. That's remarkable. I, I just think it's a really, I like to say that, that I believe we're entering the golden age of publishing. I actually think it's ahead of us because mm-hmm. I think all of these new models just, break down a lot of the barriers that have kept people have kept people out or have kept content from from getting out or seeing the light of day and so i just think it's it's exciting and inspiring to see that there are these different paths um fran what are you when you think about doing this again you know i i i, I have not had children yet but i liken launching a book to kind of like giving birth because it feels like such a all in kind of huge ex- life experience. <laughs> what is it that, you know, when you when you look ahead to this book launch happening, you know, doing it a second time, what are you what are you most excited about looking forward to it? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I what I really loved from The Myth of the Nice Girl and, you know, launching that book is I loved meeting people. You know, I loved meeting readers and, you know, whether it was at a bookstore signing or at a corporate talk or on social media, you know, I just, I loved hearing from women that this book changed their life in some way, that it had a positive impact. And that's what I'm really the most excited for with, with this book, with Embrace the Work, Love Your Career. You know, I just, I really hope that it that it brings some clarity, that it, it helps women just be a little bit more intentional, that it gives them permission to press pause every once in a while and to really like recognize the importance of mindfulness, you know, and, and the role that mindfulness plays um, in your in your career. I, I really do. Like, I hope it's sort of like, I, I know I keep going back to this idea of like a cleanse, but like with a cleanse, you're very intentional about it. You set yeah. time aside to do it, you know? And like, I want to give women the permission to do that with their career. Like you owe that to yourself, right? Like set set a half a day aside and like go through this book. And so like that part to me is always the most exciting. It's the impact. Like mm. what impact is this going to make on the world, what what impact is this going going to make on on the women that are that are reading it? And I think some men yeah. too, you know, I yeah. think men are reading this too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm I'm truly, really, truly, really excited about that. And on a p- 
personal development level, you know, for myself, like, I feel like I learned so much launching the first book in terms Mm -hmm. of like, what worked, what didn't work, maybe where I should spend my time, where I should spend less time. Like, you know, I, I, I hope that, that I can be a little bit more strategic Mm. in launching this book in terms of where I'm spending my time, because I, I did learn a lot going through, going through this once. Yeah, that's really good. I, as you were talking, I kept thinking about that old adage of, if you don't know where you're going, you'll definitely get there. And, and, you know, it's so much of us kind of stumble into, in, we start working in whatever door opens and kind of stumble into career paths. And I think we forget to give ourselves, I mean, it's not even the privilege of pausing, but just the important process of pausing and really, yeah, taking that moment to assess what we're doing and, and not by, not by accident, but with complete intention, intention. I love, yes. yeah, I love the yes. visualization of a cleanse of think of how good you feel on the other side of that and how yes. it helps you hit reset, even if it doesn't mean a career change is happening, even if it just means a new way to approach the work that you're already doing that's going to energize and embolden you in it. So mm, I love that. I love that. Um, you got it, Ellie. That's exactly like what I wanted. Like the words that you just used are so beautiful in terms mm. of describing the promise of the book. Mm. So thank you. Thank you for, for truly getting it. Well, thank you for writing it. This is one that I am so excited to sit down and not only read, but actually actually work through. And actually, I love that you've made it a book that's embodied as well. You literally mm. write and color and interact with it. And mm. um, so thank you for, for I, I know the the heart and the intention that you bring to to this mentorship that you give to, to so many. So thank you, Fran, for, for putting this out into the world. <laughs> thank you, Allie, for having me. Totally the highlight of my day. Thank oh, you. Well, we're celebrating with you March 22nd, 2022. Embrace the work. Love your career. Fran, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Allie. Thanks, Allie. 